You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. If you, uh, if you have your Bibles, grab them, go to 1 Corinthians 13. Also, you can open the Church Center app. I want to encourage you to do that. Go to the tab that is labeled announcements. I'm going to make some announcements for you uh, or so that you'll know. Sunday is the, this coming Sunday in all three services, is the Hope Kids Christmas Program. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it, but here's the thing. Okay, Due to copyright laws, we cannot stream it online. Okay, so if you want to see it, you're going to have to be here. Okay, moms and dads, we will record it for you to watch it privately later. But if you want to see it, you got to be here 830, 10, 1130. If you look around, I know 10 seems a little full today. We do have two other services. Some of you might have heard about it at 830 and 1130. We'd love to join you and have have you in one of those as well. Kids, if you're in the program, Thursday and Friday, so December 16th and 17th from 6 to 8 p.m. are two dress rehearsals. On Friday, if your kid has a speaking part, they need to be here at 5 p.m. Okay, what time? Okay, I'm glad you're listening, all right? So uh, it's going to be here, and then, and then she'll tell you about the times on Sunday. I told you about the Christmas party. Also, one more thing I want to hit, January 23rd, January 23rd, one, two, three. It's hard to forget. We are having baptism in all three Sunday morning services. So if you would like to be baptized, you can literally go to the announcements and click on that graphic and it will take you to the baptism form fill that out it'll put you on the list one of our pastors will contact you and we will get you ready to get baptized on sunday december 23rd i love having baptism i love going to any one of our baptisms sir i leave there all jacked up on mountain dew ready to conquer the world so if you want to uh, get baptized, we know a lot of people that accepted Jesus during our At The Movie series, and since then, uh, if you would like to be baptized, sign up there. A uh, couple quick questions, and then one of our pastors will contact you. Did I forget anything? Cool. All right, so let's get to it. What is our goals? 1 Corinthians 13 in verse 11. So what is our goal? So last week, if you heard Pastor Grant speak, uh, he really kind of set up this week. And what Paul is doing is Paul is kind of taking uh, the love chapter to a conclusion. In fact, not next week because it's the kids program, but the last week of the year, I'm going to wrap this up with 1 Corinthians 13, 13. You know, faith, hope, and love, the greatest disease is love, right? But he's bringing it to a conclusion. And today, he's really focusing on what is our goal. So that's the title of my message today. What is our goal? So let's read 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. So usually I tell you, as a good pastor, I give you three points. Today, I'm not such a good pastor. I only have two points. Uh, The first point is this. You have to grow up. What God is saying to us is is we have to grow up. Paul is being very upfront with the people that he loves. He's telling them, listen, I've been with you a long time. It's time for you to grow up. You know, and and as your pastor, sometimes I got to tell you, you've been a part of this church. You've been a part of what we're doing here a long time. 
Sometimes you got to grow up and be a part of it. You know, it's great to come on Sunday morning. It's great to sit in the chairs, but there's so much more to it. There's so much to it. You got to be a part of it. And Paul also says the gifts of the spirits, tongue and, and knowledge are so limited by the constraints of this life and their partial nature. And they may be compared to childish things, just as the unimaginable that a, a mature adult would result to childlike immaturity. So it is unimaginable that these gifts will endure beyond their usefulness in eternity. So many, many denominations would say, they would use this verse to say things like tongues, prophecy, words of knowledge would cease because they are childish ways. But that's not what this verse is saying. What this verse is saying is not using such things in childish ways. Now, what, what I mean by that is God gives us the gifts of the Spirit. But we have a tendency to make good things bad. Now, how can you make the gifts of the Spirit bad? Well, the gifts in the spirit in them themselves aren't bad, but if we use them for ways that help us, then they are bad. If we use tongues to make people think that we're all super spiritual because we can speak in tongues, or we, we give a word of knowledge to make people think that, oh, well, he's got a direct line to God, that's not what it's about. What those gifts are for is to edify or to build up the body of Christ. And we should never, never allow those gifts to puff us up. Because when it puffs us up, we're using these gifts in ways that they're not intended. But God is asking us, Paul is encouraging the, the church of Corinth. He's saying, guys, you gotta grow up. In, in another epistle, he says, I've given you milk, but you need some meat. Stop wanting more milk. Go after the meat. You know, growing up, as a child, we, we had one TV in the house. Can you believe it? I know you feel bad for me even as I'm talking about it. Uh, we, we, we had one TV in the house. Uh, and, and, we, and you're like, well, what? You didn't have a computer, iPad? No, iPads weren't invented yet. We had a computer, uh, but it was dial-up internet. You all remember the dial-up internet? It's the kind of internet you couldn't use the phone at the same time you using the internet, right? And so, you know, the you know what I'm talking about? And so, I mean, there wasn't no streaming. I mean, it would take three days to download a song from Napster. Anybody remember Napster? Okay. <laughs> I know. Google it. Anyway. Uh, and so what we would have to do if we wanted to watch a show, we'd have to go to the store and get a paper, a Sunday paper, because it would have the TV guide in it. Anybody know what a TV guide is? Okay. Okay. We'd have to get the TV guide. We'll see what time our show comes on and, and, and make sure it didn't have an R next to it in parentheses because if it had an R next to it in parentheses, what was it? Rerun, rerun right? Nobody wants to, nobody, nobody got time for reruns, okay? We want to watch the new shows. Okay, so we would have to decide as a family and gather around the one screen in, that we had in the house and watch our show. No, we wouldn't just press play and let it stream. No, 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 no. We had to be there at 8 o'clock to watch the show when it started. And if we had to go to the bathroom, we had to wait for the commercials. And run to the bathroom during the commercials. Then you yell out of the room, it's not going, I'm coming! Right? Because you can't pause it. And heaven forbid you had something going on during the show. What would you have to do? You'd have to set your VCR to record it. And, and then, but then, if you record it, you could use, you could get on the, the cassette tape. Anybody, cassette tape? You know what I'm talking about? Then you put it in there, and then you could fast forward through the commercials. Yep. Come on, somebody. 
okay? And, but we would have to gather around, and, and one of our favorite things to do in the Barm household growing up, we'd gather around the TV, I think it came on at eight, nine o'clock on a Thursday night, and watch one of the greatest television shows in history, ER. Anybody? Anybody? George Clooney, you know, they walk in, live, right? And they're doing the CPR. <laughs> Don't do CPR on me like that. Uh, and, and we watch it every night. And it, always, it would always beg the question, you know, I'd always ask my dad, Dad, when do I get to decide what I want to watch? Because I'd have to watch what my parents wanted to watch. I know, kids, you're like, man, I, I lived a tough life. Some would call it the dark ages, okay? And I would ask my dad, I'd say, Dad, when do I get to watch what I want to watch? And if you had a dad during this time, he'd probably say the same thing to you. He'd say what? Grow up, get a job, and what? Get your own TV. Then you can watch what you want to watch, right? Okay, I'm here to report to you, young people. I have grown up, got a job, and got my own TV, just watch it what dad wants to watch, okay? It's a whole lot cheaper that way. He pays your bills. You don't have to do it, okay? Here to tell you, growing up stinks. <laughs> and then, and then your dad who told you to grow up, get your own TV, comes over to your house and watches what he wants on your TV. <laughs> Walk in, Crystal, why is Fox News on? Oh, dad's here. Okay, all right. Anyway, <laughs> but, but just like, just like in, in our culture, financial independence, paying your own bills, having your own TV is, signifies that you've grown up. As a Christ follower, what signifies that we have grown up is that we love the unlovable. We love people that do not deserve our love. We love people that don't love us. We love people Amen. that don't love Jesus the way that we love them. But the problem is, we've begun to act like the world. What does the world do? The world has agendas. The world has things that it wants to get across. But the problem is, we have bought into the lie of the devil. And we've developed an agenda. Guys, our only agenda as the church is love. We are called to love, and that love of Jesus transforms. And just like I told you, don't, just like I told the ladies earlier, don't be somebody, don't be, the, don't be your husband's Holy Spirit. I say it to us, don't be somebody else's Holy Spirit. You're not a good Holy Spirit, okay? Because you're not perfect, Okay, you, you have some things in your life that you have to work on. So when you go tell other people to work on the glaring things, that, in fact, the Bible says, don't worry about the speck in someone else's eye, worry about the log that's in yours. And we forget about that. But we've fallen into the trap. Because see, here's, here's how Satan is crafty. Here's, here's how Satan does his work. He uses good things to distract us. Like, there's nothing wrong with patriotism. There's nothing wrong with caring about America. There's nothing wrong with being interested in who you should vote for. But when those things get above our relationship with Jesus, then it becomes idolatry. 
And the problem as the church is we've taken good things like caring about our country, uh, being an involved citizen, and we've put them above our relationship with Jesus. And what has that done? It's made us idolaters. Now we want to go back and we want to, we want to read the Old Testament and we want to look down our nose at the Israelites for worshiping the golden calf. But guys, many of us, we worship at the altar of the donkey. Or we worship at the altar of the elephant. Or we worship at the altar of the Fox News. Or if I haven't offended you yet, we worship at the altar of CNN. Just so I get everybody, right? I'm an equal opportunity offender today. Because I'm not saying any of that stuff is inherently bad. But when we lose love in the process, we forget what God has called us to do. Guys, I love America. But my love for Jesus is greater than my citizenship in America. The problem is we've gotten that disjoint. And we want to look down our nose and say, how dare Israel be idolatry? I, they deserve to be cast out and put into exile. But we just worship different things. I mean, many of us worship at the altar of TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, I'm guilty too. I gotta, I gotta watch my time on that stuff. So that leads me to my second point. We have to see the whole picture. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have fully known. As if you don't know anything about ancient mirrors, they're not, they're not, they weren't glass like we have now. Many of them were polished metal, polished bronze, uh, polished, just a polished metal. So you couldn't see your face clearly. But what Paul is encouraging is, is, is he's encouraging some self-reflection. He's saying we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and look and make sure that we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. Guys, that's the heart behind this message. That's the heart behind this sermon series. I want us to stop and take a look. What does love have to do with it? What, what does love have to do with it? And I, I hope you figured out the answer to what does love have to do with it. The answer is everything. That's everything that we are. And what we have to understand, we've got to take a look at ourselves because we've kind of gotten out of whack. Now, for a long time, I've thought that COVID was a ploy of the devil to distract the church. Now, I truly believe that that, that is going on, but I also believe that God is using COVID for some good things too. I know it's been very bad and a lot of people have experienced a lot of hurt and I, I hope someday we can look back and, and, and be past all this mess. But I think truly God is using this time to shake the church and trim the fat. Because guys, a lot of churches, we, a lot of churches have gotten comfortable and just done their own thing. I mean, it was so funny. <laughs> COVID wasn't a big deal for us because we were already online and we were already doing online giving. So we didn't really have to switch 
and do those things. But there were a lot of churches that had to figure it out like that. And guys, I truly believe that COVID is going to be taking a time that there is going to be death in the church. Some churches are not going to make it through this. But guys, you've got to understand, sometimes God uses death as fertilizer for life. You're like, pastor, that's kind of, that's kind of mean. Well, you're sitting in that analogy right now. Did you know that Hope Church did not build the building you're sitting in? We built the buildings that way, but not here. This one you're sitting in used to be New Life Church of Christ. Now, New Life Church of Christ, for whatever reason, they closed their doors. Now, where one church died provided fertilizer for the life-giving work that God is doing here. And guys, sometimes we're so afraid. We're so afraid to see God put some things to death in the church world because we're worried that he can't bring life. But guys, I want to encourage you. God is in the resurrection business. And just because there's death doesn't mean that God can't bring it back to life. And I think what we're going to see through all this is we're going to see God use this to shake the church and make the church stronger than it ever has been before. Guys, I'm here to tell you, it's been tough for the church too, just as, as it's been for you. But guys, we have to see through the lens that God sees all of this. A lot of times we see, we see COVID or what's going on in our world, we see it through our lens. And unfortunately, most of the time, our lens is selfish. We're worried about us. We're worried that we got to pay over three bucks for gas. We're worried about this. If, you, if you're worried about the gas, if you complain about the gas here, just drive to the next state over. New Mexico, Colorado. <sighs> it's so much more expensive there, okay? Just letting you know. Don't complain about here. It's, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> But guys, we, we get so worried about this stuff that we, we, we forget the, we, we tell God, we ask God, God, what are you doing? And we forget to ask God the question, God, how are you working? And guys, I, I love America. I hope America never goes away. But I believe in God so much that if God chooses to make America go away for his purposes, I've got to be okay with that. And I think a lot of times we're so sewn up in our security of what God's doing here that we don't see through his lens. Now, yes, I truly believe that the devil has used COVID in so many different ways, but God is working as well. When bad things happen, God does what? It says in the Bible, he works all things together for good. And guys, I'm here to tell you, he's going to work all this mess together for good. I know many of you are sitting here and going, I don't know how he's going to do it. He's going to do it. We're going to look back and we're going to go, that's what he was doing. And I think we can begin to see that God is doing that. I think we can begin to see, guys, we, we have had so much favor as this church. And I want to encourage you on December 15th, be here. I can tell you all about the favor. It's, it's because of COVID that we're able to do the thing that's next because things have slowed down enough to where we rose, we rose to the top. 
But guys, God can do all things, but we've got to look through his lens. But guys, we cannot see the full picture of God's plans because we're so focused on ourselves. Guys, the reason I use the analogy of being a dad is many of you know, especially if you have kids, part of the struggle of being a parent is you've got to sometimes not do what you want to do so that your kids can have what they need, especially during Christmas time. Many of you are foregoing or bypassing a Christmas gift for yourself so that your kids can have something. Why do you do that? Because you love your kids. But oftentimes, God asks for the same sacrifice from us, not worrying about what's comfortable for me. You know, oftentimes, I I bug you about the the 10 o'clock service, and and the staff yells at me, and they're like, quit bugging them, quit quit doing it. The reason I ask to make space in this service is because this is the comfortable service. My likes going to church at 10 o'clock because it's, it's a nice, right time. You, you don't have to get up too early, but you're not here too late. You get out in time to go see the Cowboys play at noon. Don't worry, preacher will be preaching during the Cowboys game. And there ain't nobody in this room that's a bigger Cowboy fan than preacher. I can guarantee that, okay? But here's the thing. What if, for the good of your church, you were uncomfortable and went to a different service than 10 o'clock for a season? That's the kind of sacrifice I'm talking about. Because we've got plenty of room at the 8.30. Got plenty of room at the 11.30. I need more room in this place. So would you be willing to be comfortable so that somebody, or would you willing, (laughs) I said it wrong. Would you be willing to be uncomfortable for a season until we can make a little bit more room And let somebody have your seat in this service so that they can experience the same life-giving work of Jesus in their life like you have. That's the kind of sacrifice I'm talking about. It's not easy. Trust me, our volunteers, our staff, three services, it's a lot of work. But we're doing it, why? To make space for someone to hear the life-giving love of Jesus in their life. You know why? Because it's not about us. It doesn't matter if I wake up on Monday morning and my back hurts because I've been standing for three services. It's a good hurt. You know why? Because I know that the kingdom of God is moving and shaking. And more times than not, we're concerned about our comfort and we're not concerned about others. That wasn't in the notes. That was just for you guys. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? Number one, is it time to grow up? Guys, I know this is a tough message today. I know that this is, you know, usually y'all are laughing, you're cutting up, you're having a good time. I could feel the heaviness in the room because I know it's a tough message. I get it. But guys, for us, it's time for us to grow up and get moving. We need to quit worrying about all the mess. We need to quit worrying about what's going on in our world around us. We've got to stick to what is our mission. And our mission is love God, love people. And if we can't stick to that mission, then what are we all about? That's why I don't mind canceling a Christmas party if we've got some things to do. 
Because I, I love Christmas parties just as much as I, I love everything else, but it's just something fun to do. We got business to take care of. Number two, do you need to change your perspective to God's perspective? Guys, God's perspective is not easy. I've told you time and time again, I wanted to be a rock star, okay? I did not want to be a pastor, okay? I especially did not want to be a pastor during a global pandemic, okay? They don't, in preacher school, they don't go, listen, okay, if there's ever a global pandemic, here's what you should probably do, right? I mean, I, st- I still have people that come to me and pass, it's, it's almost two years ago, I have people that come to me and say, pastor, we should have never closed down. Stop, stop. Let's have God's perspective. And God's perspective is that even in the mess that we've all gone through, he's still working and he's moving. So let's see things the way that he sees them. Number three, do you have the fruit of love in your life? Guys, I'm here to encourage you that you cannot love other people if you don't first have the love of God in your life. It's tough because people are difficult. There's one constant that I can guarantee you about people. They will always let you down. And they'll always hurt you. Even your pastor. I'd like to think that I would never hurt you, but I may fail you at one point. But the love of God never fails us. I want to encourage you today, if you're sitting here and you're thinking, man, I've, I've come into this place, I've heard about Jesus, but I've never begun a relationship with him. I want to encourage you, you can never experience the love that we're talking about unless you've experienced the love of God in your life. So in just a minute, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a prayer. And if you feel like that you need to experience that love, if you need God's love to come into your life today, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Terry, would you dim the lights? Everybody, bow your head and close your eyes where you are. I'm about to say this prayer. If you'd like to say it with me, you can just say it real quietly, just to yourself where you are. You don't have to say it out loud. God can hear you. Uh, We just don't want to embarrass you. But repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need your love in my life. Lord, forgive me where I failed you. Take my life. Use it for your purposes. I give my heart to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your head bowed and your eyes closed where you are. If you said that prayer with me today, I want you to to slip up your hand. We're not going to embarrass you. We've got a gift for you. If you said that with me today, slip your hand up. Got one over here, yeah? Anybody else? We'll hold for you. This is important. Anybody else? We've got one up here, Justin. Anybody else? Keep your hand up. for the rest of you you can look up at me you know maybe you've made that commitment but maybe you need to put your perspective towards God's perspective I want to encourage you today God is speaking to you Pastor Mo is going to sing one more song she picked out a great one I love this song and I want you to ask God to speak to you today 
And while God's speaking to you, we're going to have some people up here in the front and the back. We'd love to pray with you. If you need some prayer today, let us pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. But let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you today. Lord, we thank you for those that gave their heart over to Jesus today. Lord, that's what we're here for. That's why we're here. We love that. Lord, I pray for those that just gave their heart over to him. Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us as the church, Lord, to come around them and love them and show them the way. But Lord, for the rest of us, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to see things the way that you see them. Have, let us have your perspective. And Lord, I pray that you would just work in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen.